everybody my name is Maya and this is clocking out I hope you're doing well and if you're not doing well I hope you're doing better today's topic is service projects in the era of COVID I haven't come up with a nice title for that quite yet but um that's the subject of our discussion today um so to give you a little bit of background for this um my state my county um my community we are planning to do online learning for a significant part of the school year um the superintendent hasn't said anything concrete um even though we're supposed to start school in four weeks but um (laughs) the plan that they're kind of looking at right now is five weeks of online learning for everybody from kindergartners up through high school seniors and then after that five week period um, the elementary and the middle schoolers go back to school. So they spread out throughout all the um, elementary, middle, and high schools where they can socially distance and have that structure, um, you know, and be able to come to a place where they can build their social skills. While high schoolers um, continue to be online. And um, I admit it's not a popular plan for a lot of people over here. Um, for a lot of different reasons everybody more or less has the same consensus that online learning is not optimal or the most ideal circumstance um how do I feel about it is like I actually like it academically because I can go at my own pace um I recognized a long time ago in the classroom that a lot of things went too slow for me Um, when we were doing things in person and like the concepts that I would be able to grasp very quickly um, the collective would have to take you know a couple of days to kind of get it you know a whole class period just to take notes and I'm like you know it's it's, they're just notes it shouldn't take that long Um, but then other things that I wouldn't be able to grasp very quickly it seemed like the class would go by quicker so by doing stuff online and the learning solely being on you um, you know, and it is up to you in terms of your pace, in terms of what you focus on. I'm able to go at a faster pace for the things I want to go at a faster pace for, and then go at a slower pace for the things that I want to take it slow for. So it's subjected to each person and it's um, able to be accommodated for each person, which is nice. Mentally and emotionally, though, I have figured out during this quarantine it's not great school has been a coping mechanism for me since forever um and that's just how it is a lot of my conversations center around school for that very reason um i love it um because i love productivity it's kind of become my thing um and being able to recognize that productivity has more or less become my god and my idol is like well big revelation but it's true and i'm trying to kind of get used to the whole i don't have to be productive in order to feel good about myself in order to you know be happy or content or whatever and it's still a struggle that occurs every day but i'm working on it which is nice but um i feel happiest when i am doing something and that's true for a lot of people so to suddenly stop doing something for school to suddenly abruptly and like it did including online school has left this void for me um and some issues that were already present while i was doing school really kind of showed themselves up 
now that I'm not in school, at least for this moment. So on the one hand, I'm excited for online learning because it's like, okay, I more or less get my coping mechanism back. I know that it's going to be very, very stressful and very, very busy um, because, you know, when we did this the first time in May, well, March through May, um, it seemed like the teachers were giving us everything all at once. Um, but in a way that kept me together, that kept me busy, that kept me going and kind of motivated in that regard. But on the other hand, it's like I could easily go in the opposite direction in terms of my emotional and mental health. Um, because I am figuring out that I need to be social with people. Um, as introverted as I think that I am, I'm not. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm an ambivert, which means that I'm an introvert in terms of, like, I like to be alone, but I'm an extrovert in terms of I also feed off of the energies of other people. Um, and so not having access to a lot of people that I was able to make very good connections with last year because I didn't ask for their phone numbers, because I didn't have their social media, whatever, whatever, really, really screwed me over. Um, but I finally got, you know, some of their contact information recently. So we've been talking and going back and forth, which has really helped me out as well. I still kind of somewhat spiral into the whole um, other issues and my mental health is not the greatest, but it's not as bad as it used to be, which is nice. Um, so that is more or less the background in terms of our world is going online. Our school world, extracurriculars, clubs, all that stuff is online. Um, which also means that the way that we help people and how that works is online. Which also means that you have to come up with it yourself. Online stuff means that it's independent, means that it's just you, um, you know, and you can try to group people together and have like a collective sort of cause, but more than likely you're the leader, you know, um, because everything is subjective to each person and anything can happen at any sort of time. Um, so that is how service projects are going to work. My particular service project that I more or less stumbled into um, really started in the early part of June. Um, I had visited a nursing home that summer before at a theological camp. And I was thinking about them and how they were doing in terms of this whole pandemic. As everybody knows, um, the elderly are most vulnerable to COVID, um, you know, with compromised immune systems and other illnesses. And then you know, all different kinds of things. And then add on to it the loneliness and the depression of not having family around because family don't want to become carriers of of COVID or pass it on to them. Um, so it's got to be really, really, really tough to be an elderly person in a nursing home during this time period. Um, and I was worried about them. And then it just kind of popped into my head that like, okay, um, what if there's a way to cheer them up? We, as far as I know, um, we're not going to be able to go to them. And this was in early June. I hadn't talked to anybody about it. It was just like, this is an idea. So I have to do something virtually. How about make a virtual talent show? Where, you know, I get people to submit 
you know, videos of them doing whatever, singing, playing the ukulele, playing the guitar, TikTok, dances, um, sports tricks, painting, like whatever you want to do. Um, get them to submit, you know, videos of them doing that activity, put it all together into one giant video, and then just um, have, you know, e- either I send it off to the nursing home via email or somebody at the camp um, who has a better connection with them will be able to send it off to them. And then they can watch that video and, you know, they can lift their spirits and stuff. And it can help them deal with this as everybody's trying to deal with this. Um, so it was just an idea um, on June 5th. And I was able to contact the coordinator of the camp, who was a coordinator last year and took us to the nursing home that I was really thinking about, and um, who's a coordinator for this year. Um, and so her and I were able to go back and forth in terms of, okay, this is a you know good idea. This is a very good idea. She loved it. And um, I had to sit down with the logistics a few weeks after and think about how this is actually going to work. Because it's one thing to have an idea, it's a whole other thing to actually plan it out and execute it. So, um, I planned it out. I just sat down and thought, okay, steps one. Step one, um, you know, let everybody know that this was happening. By that particular point, um, I was chosen along with a few other people to be junior counselors and planners for this upcoming camp season. And the camp was preparing to be online or in person, um, they were kind of on the fence, but planning two different scenarios. So I thought, okay, in the in-person sort of scenario, I can build a website, and then people can, um, you know, take live videos of them doing whatever they're doing, and then they can post it like a blog post. So then the nursing home can just kind of select whichever talents that they want to see or whichever people that they want to see. Um, It doesn't require a whole lot of editing on my part unless people want their individual videos to be edited for them. Um, You know, so there's an option. So that would mean that I'd have to take all of my technology with me, um, you know, and those other sort of small logistics would have to go in there. But, you know, it'd be feasible if we were in person. If we ended up being online a similar sort of concept except I'd be the one doing the editing across the board um, and I'd be the one responsible for actually putting it on the website itself or I could just make a google form people can submit their videos like that and then I still make the giant video so I had a couple of other ideas sort of floating around um, and then we got word that we do it in person which is which was great me because it's like okay um there's a higher probability that people are going to be able to be excited and actually do this because they can see it happening in front of their faces um so by that point I was able to plan it out to where we were already going to separate like the cabins and stuff um so people could socially distance at the time and so if cabin one was in that general vicinity then the people from cabin one would be able to take their videos and stuff and then cabin two would switch off sort of thing so I was also planning for that once we got word that we were going to be doing this in person um everybody was super super excited and then a couple more weeks went by and we got word that we're going to be doing this online that crushed the general morale of the other junior counselors 
because they really, really wanted to see people in person. And so they just more or less kind of stopped saying anything, communicating things to me or the coordinator. And I was more or less, I felt like I was the only one left in terms of junior counselors and planning, that sort of thing. So then I'm like, okay, I can't do the in-person ideas and building a website, you know, is more or less counterintuitive. A Google form is easier. And so I'll just go with more or less the third plan. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I let the campers know at on the first night of our virtual camp, which was on Sunday night. I waited to get submissions from people, and I want to say Monday went by, I didn't hear anything. Tuesday went by, didn't really hear anything. And by that point, I was getting frustrated because they wanted the final video to be shared with them, shared within the camp on Thursday night, and then to send the final video to the nursing home basically Friday morning. So I had like a two-day headline, deadline hanging over me. And by that point, we're in, you know, July. And I'm going, I can't submit nothing. And yeah, it really, really frustrated me because here's a really, really good opportunity. Here are people that genuinely need emotional support right now. And here we are having all the time in the world and nobody's, you know, nobody's... Nobody's hanging on to this opportunity, you know? And um, so I took that frustration, took that energy, and leveraged it and started asking people from outside of the camp. Asking my friends via text messaging, Snapchat, Reddit, Discord, all of my social medias. And I'm like, y'all, here's this thing that I'm doing. Are you interested? And I got a whole lot of feedback, feedback back. These are people who didn't know what the camp was, didn't, hadn't visited the nursing home, um, you know, and, and this was a theological Christian camp, um, you know, and some of them weren't Christian, some of them, you know, whatever the case was, they had no affiliation with the camp, but they're the ones that did like 90, that encompass 90, 75% <laughs> of the content of the final video. And that was, that was amazing. So I started getting some feedback, I think, on thir- Tuesday, Wednesday-ish. And then I got some more stuff Wednesday night. And then I got even more stuff on Thursday morning slash Thursday afternoon. So right on the dot, right when I needed a whole bunch of people to pull through, they did which is absolutely, absolutely incredible. And I thank all of my friends and everybody that participated because y'all literally turned this around in a matter of hours. Because I started out with like less than three minutes of content and then to expand that into almost 25 minutes of content, separated with appropriate transitions, with background music, with volume that fades in and out, with colors and... Uh, all of that stuff. Even like a personal um, a personal thumbnail on YouTube. It's that was incredible. Um, but I say all that to say um, to summarize that this took a lot of work and this was me. 
I had a couple of people um, who said that they wanted to participate, who had some software available and could edit the video with me. Um, and I had my coordinator to more or less be the mediator and the adult supervisor. But this was me. I came up with the idea. I planned out the logistics. I executed the idea. And it worked. I was the one that asked other people outside of the camp. I was the one that vouched for this every single night during our worship services in the camp. This was my baby. <laughs> this was my project. And this was the thing that I was so passionate about for a month and some change. So that's how it's going to be for our service projects now. Um, and I didn't do it for the sake of accounting as a service project or accounting for CAS. I did it because I was concerned about my humanity, concerned about my common humanity. And I still worry about those at the nursing home. I hope they got the video. I hope that it cheered them up. I hope that they're in a better place, but there's still a lot of work and there's still a lot of need within our communities. It's just really difficult to try to visualize that need when you're online. But here's kind of the main message that I want to leave behind. Everybody's feeling the same thing. Everybody's anxious. Everybody's sad. Everybody's feeling a whole lot of things and a lot of issues that were buried psychologically are coming out. And a lot of stuff is happening mentally and emotionally and psychologically and physically as well. Um, and it's manifesting in various sort of forms. But it takes one person to take all that energy and to leverage it and to put it in a central direction. I didn't expect for so many of my friends to submit something. I didn't expect for so many of them to indirectly echo a similar sentiment to me in terms of needing to do something and in terms of wanting to help other people. I didn't know that that feeling was there and that passion was there until I asked them, until I needed them. And they supported me. And I'm forever grateful for that. So please don't think that you're the only one who's feeling this way. And please don't think that you're the only one um, who... who... Um, can, who can do this? Who can complete the project? I mean, it's got to come from you and it's got to be independently done because everything is online. But don't completely take out people or take off people. And don't completely write them off either. Expand your sample size in terms of who you contact because if only 50% of people are going to you know, participate in whatever you're doing and you know that, don't just talk to four people because then only two people are going to respond. Talk to 20 people and 10 people are going to respond. So we've all have to grow up in this new world order. And by we, I'm talking about like students and stuff, um, younger people. But if we're all feeling the same things, and if we all want to do something about it, it just takes one of us to take control of the 
boat and to steer it in the right direction. So use that passion and use that drive and use that energy and put it into something worthwhile. And include other people in that endeavor too. Because this isn't an individual... As individualized as being online is, and as individualized as your project may be in terms of who's doing what, we're all the same. We're all feeling the same things. We're all a collective close species. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who came up with the idea or who executed it. It's a matter of helping each other out. So for those of you who are looking for service projects to do right now um, and wondering how that's going to work online, think of somebody who needs something and plan it out. Sit down and plan it out. Get other people to go along with you. Expand your social circle in such a way that there's a higher probability that, you know, people are going to hold on to the idea and then take responsibility for whatever happens, whether it works or whether it doesn't. And see what happens. Engage with your activity and spend time with it. Don't try to be an expert beforehand. I don't have a lot of technological skills. And to edit a video that's almost 25 minutes takes a whole lot of work. That took more than 10 hours. I will tell you that right now. Um, I didn't know really how the software that I chose was going to work. But I sat down with it on that Wednesday night when I got more submissions. And I played around with it. I did that same thing on Thursday morning and Thursday afternoon. And by the time I submitted it Thursday night, it was pretty good. So take a leap. See where you land. But you don't become an expert by looking at it. You become an expert by dealing with it over and over again. So don't be paralyzed by your overanalysis or by your anxiety. Just do it. Next episode, I think I'm going to be talking about how online school specifically is going to work and my tips for people who are going to be doing online school. Um, Yeah, there should be some other updates in terms of how it's going to work coming from my state and coming from my county. Um, So I will let you know. But in the meantime, thank you so, so, so much uh, for listening. I really, really, really appreciate it. Please feel free to share this podcast with others as it is available on Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Anchor, um, Breaker, um, and newest, newest thing, newest platform, Google Podcasts. Um, Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Um... And stay indoors as much as possible. Um, We'll get through this. We have to. There's no other way to do it. So be safe. um, Physically, mentally, and emotionally. And I will see you soon.